Welcome to the Mars Podcast, Mars the Word. I'm hosting today with myself, Aretha, as well as Nizha. Mars the Word is a podcast about global health activism, um, where we look at we, where we have different speakers coming in each week to speak about um, their experiences within the whole global health arena and their contributions on a micro level and how this affects macro level issues. Okay, brilliant. Um, I'm Nizha. I'm also um, a host on the Mars, Mars the Word podcast. Um, like Arifa said, um, we're looking at different ways global health um, functions within our society. So today we are joined with Fahamo, who works with um, the community more directly in order to um, more commu- with the community directly. Um, I think we should just let Fahamo introduce himself. So if you just want to go ahead and just introduce yourself and what you currently do, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Hi. Um, thanks. Thanks first of all for having me on this podcast. You know, I really look forward to this opportunity. So yeah, my name is Fahimu. Um, I'm currently a second year student at UCL uh, studying mechanical engineering. And sort of aside from education, I do a lot of community work. So from a young age, I've been involved in working in the community through voluntary roles. I was the young mayor of Tower Hamlets. And after that, I began um, setting up my own social enterprise, which is called AIP Sports Academy. And what we do is a lot of community work, um, which sort of, sort of focuses around sport. And so yeah, that's sort of my background and what what I do at the moment okay brilliant so I just wanted to like I know we're going to go into the sports stuff later which is obviously your current work but just going back to how you are working on a community level um why did you like as a youngster wanted to go into community like working for the community were there like any influences or specific experiences that motivated you to like go into it I think for me the most important thing was I was when I was young I was always chasing like self-development so I wasn't really the most outspoken person and I was always chasing self-development. And one day I sort of went to my older brother, who's I'd say is like my biggest uh, influencer. So he's he sort of showed me the way, you know, try try maybe get involved in the community so you can um, sort of learn a lot more skills because that's how sort of he grew and that's how he started all these things. And so, yeah, so I gave it a go. I joined the Tarahamas Youth Council and from there on, you know, I just started saying yes to about every single opportunity that came. And uh, yeah, and then I became young male of Hamlets. Yeah, how old were you roughly when you started, when you joined the youth council? When I first started, I think I was around 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds great. So what is it exactly when you first joined? What kind of issues were you, like, what, what kind of things did you do? Like, was there anything specific? So you worked for the Tahamas Youth Council, but what kind of issues were you tackling at that time? We were sort of tackling all issues that young people face in our borough. And for me, it's something that really took me by surprise because I never knew, like, a sort of body like that existed where we can sort of take these issues um, to the forefront at council meetings and sort of talk to these councils about how we can overcome them together. And yes, mm-hmm. for me, having that sort of voice and to be able to sort of represent the young people was just a really nice sort of feeling. And it was quite satisfying as well because we, we had a lot of our own events and were able to talk to a lot of young people. And, you know, um, it sort of opened me up to a loads, loads of different stories and seeing the struggles that each people each person goes through. And that sort of eye-opening experience is what really wants you to keep continuing um, in terms of serving the community. Mm-hmm. And did you like recognize that Tower Hamlets was because I always felt like this I also grew up in Tower Hamlets and I kind of one thing that is a bit odd is that you go through your life living in Tower Hamlets and you're not very aware of how disadvantaged the community is until you enter like like you enter these kind of youth councils and you enter more like as you grow older you become more aware. Um, how has that shaped the way you 
relate to your community because you know when do you understand where i'm coming from like when you're younger you just it's just home like you don't really yeah. see it much you don't really see beyond your own yeah. house yeah yeah so in in that sense like i think um learning more about other people's stories and learning more about um the struggles they've they've gone through growing up it's it's a really nice uh sort of insp- it helps you take in- inspiration from them and uh, sort of see things differently and be a lot more grateful and i think that's what's very important is to be grateful for what you have and and that sort of gives you even more motivation to help other people um mm-hmm. see the way you do and uh, see things in a more um sort of grateful light okay bro um coming on from that then um what's is there a story that's been most touching for you Fahmo, in the experience um, in the in the past few years that you've been um at the academy like a, one story that you can share with us and our, view, um, our listeners about um, how you kind of how the academy has actually affected or um, affected a child's life or somebody who's been part of the journey with you. So I think um, a very nice story, which was uh, I think a lot of people might find inspiring. Uh, so last year we sort of held a um, summer camp and there was a lot of kids attending, and uh, I think we had all about 150 participants. And there was this one young girl who who like. She, she was never really actively involved in sport, but I think from from that sort of uh, camp that we ran, she she found us, she sort of discovered a newfound love for sport. And so what we did was we helped her, we sort of nurtured her in terms of learning more about the sport, learning how to keep active. And I think now in, in, like in school, she, uh, I'm, I'm hearing that she does a lot of work uh, in terms of teaching her peers about how to stay active and how to lead a healthy lifestyle. And she's also very eager to stay on board with us and sort of develop her own projects. So we're sort of working on that. And for me, that's been very, very inspiring because um, the background she comes from is like, she's, you know, um, how with Asian communities, uh, girls in sport is sort of looked, looked down upon, right? Yeah, yeah. The fact that she's able to sort of overcome these barriers that she has at home and, you know, we're, we're helping her in that way in terms of we speak to her parents, uh, we let her know that, we let them know that what we're doing is is for her benefit and it's what she wants to chase and that um, there's not really anything, the, the sort of misconception around girls in sport is, is sort yeah. of like... Um, it's just seen in a bad light for 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 no reason, and so yeah. So what yeah. we do is together we're speaking to her parents and we're just trying to get her more involved and trying to give her all these opportunities that perhaps she may not have. And she's really doing her the, her best. Like she's she's even seeking opportunities herself and asking for our support in in achieving those. Mm. That's, that's interesting because I was actually going to pick up on that about the um, women in sport in general. I know it's become a lot more. Um, I guess it's become a bit of a hot topic now, but it's still growing very, very gradually. Um, what has been the traction like with young girls um, coming to the academy? I, I mean, it's been, you know, it's great that you've got this young girl coming in and she's actually doing really well and progressing and really interested in sports and you guys are helping out, which is amazing. But in general, like, sports has kind of been always um, a very male-dominated, a very male-dominated yeah. space, um, especially if you're coming from an Asian background, or, you know, South Asian background, where, like you said, rightly, um, girls and young women um, are not kind of pushed towards sports. It's not really seen as a, you know, it's not seen as beneficial to them, I suppose, in, in, in whatever way. So how's, what's the traction been like? Has it, you know, is there more girls coming in now? Do you feel like, has there been parents that had has had a chat with um, yourself or any of the youth workers at the, at the academy about, um, you know about where the project is going what the girls will be doing all that kind of stuff and what's what's been the traction what's been um yeah what, what's it been like 
So a lot of the things we do is obviously we try and keep it mixed and open as much as possible. And like, let's say, let's take an example as our last summer camp, which we had 150 participants. I think of those 150, there was about a maximum of 20 girls. So that's, okay. that's for me, that's, that's a very appalling figure. And, and it's not really encouraging to, to see something like that. But I think um, in terms of traction, like when we, when we started doing girls, I think then parents started to become a lot more like, supportive of their daughters attending these girls only sessions so i think in that sense we've helped remove that first barrier and from there on it's just about continuing continuing to remove those and what we what we always aim to do is train our coaches in conversing with parents especially with the parents of young girls to to teach them more about how sport can be beneficial to them and how they can sort of mold a career in sport and, and yeah mm. so in that sense, i just wanted to yeah. sorry go ahead no, sorry go on yeah so i'm saying in, in that sense um we're sort of working um, to to make little at least little progress in trying to get girls more involved in sport and trying to break down these sort of stereotypes that uh, sort of exist largely in the Asian community. Yeah, I just wanted to take a quick step back because you spoke about the academy, but um, I think with us we kind of know about it, but our audience might not know. So, um, transitioning from being young mayor, when like just how did the your sports academy or like um the academy that you've set up um how did that come about like just like chronologically so where did the idea come from how did you like pitch it what like what was the process um coming from because I understand that being young mayor would obviously equip you with those skills to launch such a project but I think what's important is to also recognize that anyone can make a like anyone can set up a project maybe not into Hamlet's Bay in other places if there's not one like yours so just a bit more insight into that if you want to go through of how that kind of started for you yes I think I was nearing the sort of end of my term uh serving as a young mayor and I thought you know what after this what am I going to continue doing because like I didn't really have many options and I still wanted to uh, continue serving the community so I thought let me combine the two things I love which is sports and helping people out and I sort of created this social enterprise and obviously as a young person it's quite difficult setting up your own company so I had no idea how to go about it but fortunately for me, I had the support of my older brother. He's sort of, he's, he's got a good entrepreneurial background. And I went to him and I told him, this is my idea. And I thought, yeah, he's my older brother. He's sort of, he'll, he'll let me just set this up easy. He was like to me, no, go away. Come back to me with a whole business plan, a whole business proposal. And I had to pitch that to him. And yeah, so once I did that, and then he sort of um, gave me a lot of criticism on it first. We spent a couple months yeah. just planning it. And then he helped me launch it. Yeah, from there on, we just kept trying to create as many projects as possible and trying to diversify um, exactly what we do and how we can help people through sport. And and yeah, going back to what you said about how anyone can set up their own organization, I 100% agree with that. You just have to have that vision and just know the steps to take. It takes a lot of research. I think the planning phase is like the most brutal part that, that you'll ever have. So you just got to make sure that you invest enough time in planning and planning in in, the, in taking the steps towards your vision and then you can always just um, execute it afterwards so it's the plan is the most important thing and just knowing that what you want to do uh, will bring you like a sense of satisfaction so because there's no point of entering something that will not be and you will not enjoy like yeah yeah it sounds like you had kind of a business proposal going on despite it being a community-led project like that's quite interesting I don't know I'm quite a I love entrepreneurship and whatnot so and Arifa will know this like I love I like so when it comes to a community-led project like how, how what kind of like what are we talking about what components does it take to build a community project because I think that's something again 
um, it's very easy for us to say, you know, oh, um, just go set up. But what kind of key advice or skills would you give to someone when building that proposal and building that plan for a community project? Because at the end of the day, it's for the community as like we gain a lot of satisfaction from it. But if your project doesn't serve the needs of the community, then it can feel quite uh, redundant. So what like what was the design process look like and what tips would you give that, you know, would avoid the criticism from like, uh, you know, how you said your brother was quite critical. What was it that he was critical of? Like just roughly, you don't have to go into too much depth, but just out of curiosity. Well, the main thing I sort of got gunned down on was um, the sort of aim and the mission like wasn't really quite there so all I literally just came to him was with sport and helping the community but there was the how was missing if you know what I'm saying so with every project, you got to know like how you will be helping these young people and what in what way you want to help them so say um, a lot of things that we do is um, one thing that we do is actually um, we train a lot of young people and give them qualifications to become sports coaches and, and become more more employable in the sports sector so so that's like one of our what and how and yes I think that's the most important thing for every project is to know what you're trying to do like in what way you're trying to help them and how you're going to do that okay that sounds interesting because i had a question then um so you were really young i'm assuming you were like 16 17 when you established yeah. this yeah? yeah yeah so did you have, yeah so you thought you were on full-time education you've, you know you've just finished school you're going to college um full-time education you've got like i'm assuming you're doing your a levels it's obviously a very difficult and um you know, transition period, all that kind of stuff. And how did you manage, like, how did you manage this with your studies? And also, did you ever feel like, oh my gosh, it's going to be too difficult? Or did you ever have any doubts about it not going the way you wanted to? And how did you overcome them when you did, if you did? Yeah, honestly speaking, like, you always have doubts. Uh, there's always a like, period where the doubts may sort of overwhelm you. But um, I think for me, the most important thing was um, sort of, training yourself to have a, a mentality mentality where you know you can sort of cope with it and you can sort of overcome what you're doing so a lot of things that I used to do was um I used to make sure that my sort of time management was on point all the time so I'd always carry a diary with me wherever you see me like even if I was just out somewhere I'd always have a diary with me and just sort of plan my entire day throughout and that's the most important thing and um something as well that I say is very important is always factor in free time so um, even though I used to have these sort of hectic days all the time, I used to always make sure I get my free time in because it's, it's to be honest, I feel, I feel like it's during that time when you have your free time that you're able to sort of prepare yourself to work best because you sort of re-energize yourself, you get yourself back into the mindset um, and you're able to sort of then proceed on to working at your best the next day. So in terms of that, so yeah, I say organization and um, knowing what to do with your time is the best best thing to do yeah I think also with when you have free time when you're doing like community-led products especially um that reflection period is so important like when you're actively doing it it can be quite hard to come up with better ideas but I always feel like I don't know if you guys agree with me on this but when I'm in my free time just reflecting like just it could be I'm relaxing and reflecting on what my like the my projects are doing it's in those moments that I'm able to like be much more like reflective and critical yeah. and see where the, like it's like a chess piece like you see where the next move is and you figure out what's what how to make it better um and you can only get that if you actually take that time to switch off um i don't know it helps f- like for me like you i think you agree like it helps with the creativity and also like um always always being on with projects you need sometimes just to switch off and like uh let it 
what's the word how'd you say like you just need some time to switch off and let it see how it see is and step back because it also gives you that time to step back and see it um but yeah i think it is really interesting to know that you were so young i forget that like you know 16 17 that's like such a long time ago. Uh, 1670 is quite young. And I was thinking back to when I was like the age, I was like, I was very skeptical of taking on new projects and thinking, oh, anyway, someone else can do that. I can't do it. Um, so you're saying it was a mindset shift, like a mindset that you could do it. And also um, you had like a great influence with it. What kind of network were you building? Like, cause I'm sure networking came into part of building this, um, building this, um, what kind of like sports network did you have to build uh, in order to like have um, a project like this function? So I think uh, seeing as though I was very young, like network was very important in terms of me getting support in setting this up. So I would always, I remember like before we, I even set this up, um, I spent like a weekend going around to the different community clubs, community sports clubs in Tower Hamlets and just speaking to like coaches there and other people of um, sort of high roles there and just telling them of what I want to do and how and like um, what my vision is and a a lot of people were actually very supportive of it and I think on that one weekend I've sort of made like 10 10 different people I met met 10 different people got their numbers yeah and um, that sort of net that sort of ability to network is really helpful as those people did actually help me later on you know I told them because they already they've already been in the food for a while they have all so um, when I started sort of setting this up they were, they were all like very useful in terms of giving me ideas on of what needs to be done, um, of what I could do different. And and yeah, so networking, I'd say, is, is 100% key in, in terms of um, sort of growing in the industry. Okay, that's interesting. It seems like you've done a lot of research before actually carrying out this project. It's not just been like, here's an idea, I've pitched it, and my brother's going to help me out, and you know, let's roll with it. There's been a lot of background work and a lot of grafting which is obviously very important for a project of this scale. Um, Fahim, well, tell us a little bit about the this kind of social... You've, you've talked about the social implications of this. What about in terms of health and how do you feel like in terms of young people and, um, again, mental health? Tell us a little bit about how that supports your, your academy supporting mental health um, and young people because, obviously, like, and as, as many of the... Well, you yourself might know about another as well. Like, Tell Hamlets is known for... Um, we, you know, young people in deprived areas, one of the deprived areas in Kabores, are often kind of said that young people are not doing as much or like the holidays are being wasted and we're not, you know, there are different kind of stigmas associated with young people from um, low income backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also the kind of correlation between that and like young people from those backgrounds being more susceptible to um, issues, whether that's drugs, violence, that kind of stuff, as well as like, um, social issues social yeah. issues yeah social issues and also um mental health so tell us a little bit about how like sports and what have you found from sports and what's kind of the correlation between sports and mental health and like physical health as well and social issues yeah yeah so um I, I think we all know how um sport like greatly benefits your mental health you know it sort of helps you release um like stress or any worries you may have and helps also helps you um sort of release some some good like um endorphins or things like that so in that sense like sport is very important for our mental health in many ways and I think the fact that you know when we're able to go outside and participate in sport especially with other people that who like it doesn't really matter if we know them or not the fact that we're able to socialize with others and do this through sport is, is a great boost to our mental health and, and can and you see and to be honest you see a lot of people smiling all the time when they're performing in your sessions or taking part in your project 
and yeah so that's that's a very nice thing to do a nice thing to see and considering now how we've got like lockdown going a lot of people are sort of away at home you know i think this is when mental health is most important and it's impacted the most and so what we've been doing is trying to keep people sort of active at home and still keep them interacting with others you know but obviously we're sort of restricting to doing this through online so we have a lot of like online sessions we have um we give young people um, and families the opportunity to interact with other participants through like our online sessions and uh, it's actually it's actually been very rewarding because i've had a lot of families come up to me and so tell me how you know their kids are loving it and you know if it wasn't for this out um, during lockdown they'd literally be doing nothing and just be bored at home especially since closed as well so in that sense um the sort of sports sports led activities we've been doing have have been um impacting people's mental health in a very beneficial way and something else that we do um because we know how important mental health is uh, in this day and age especially obviously with the pandemic and everything we have we sort of have like a mentor scheme where we have our coaches uh, sort of mentor some of our participants and and this sort of mentor scheme enables them to speak about anything whether it might, might be mental health issues or personal issues and it's all kept confidential so i think that has been uh, working very well in terms of helping young people deal with their own issues and deal with their own worries yeah i think what you because before but just before we uh were talking about uh sports and whatnot me and arifa had a conversation and i was sharing to her about i was reading something about the idea that um so after the 80s it sounds really odd but like we have gyms right and um what's the difference i think obviously young people don't have as much access to gyms but even now as adults um why we should join like community-led groups that are focused on sports like sports groups within our community um and it's just that i feel like with sports they are really the social fabric um in the sense that it's not just about physical well-being because i can go to the gym and like do a workout there but there's something very unique about going and training with other people and having someone hype you on and whatever and as an adult that's so rewarding but when you're a child or when you're a teenager I would say and you're in that formative stage in your life like um having that kind of community because it's not just sports I think when people say oh we want to fund sports it sounds very like oh it, you know what sports going to do for the community but this, the way it builds your confidence and self-esteem and just building a community because I've noticed that you know when I used to when when you when when um, you play a sport if you don't turn up for training one day or if you haven't turned up for training for two days or whatever even though it's voluntary and whatnot everyone wants to know why they're not coming because or oh, what's going on and whatnot um what's the issue and I was going to say has that ever been the case where like you know you wonder uh, because they're enjoying it so much when someone doesn't come or someone seems a bit off, you can kind of detect it straight away when it's with when you're playing sports versus other types of kind of community activities. Does that make sense? Because you recognize when someone isn't like, uh, how do you say, when someone's a bit off at the time? And yeah, yeah. would it? What, has that ever been the case? Like, have you ever noticed that? Like you've even in, as an individual, like enjoying working out with other people or like doing physical activities like working uh sports activities with people versus on your own because um i think like yeah what was i don't know what have you have you ever what would you say about that with kids and especially like your own individual experience with um fitness yeah i think 100 percent. like you're sort of spot on there in terms of knowing if someone's sort of not having a good day or anything or not at their best based on like how they perform in sport or like their commitment to something because um, what the main, the sort of beautiful thing about sport is, is like, um, it's not just you trying to motivate yourself. You've got so many others around you trying to motivate you as well. And, and, and vice versa, you know, you're trying to motivate them as well. So um, when sort of someone doesn't attend a session and 
you learn a lot about the, you learn a lot about them by playing with them in a sport and you can sort of understand like you know that's that's not that's sort of out of character of them and and it's always like uh, i guess that's like a nice trigger in terms of getting you to check up on them and, and so that's that's sort of like something that's, that i find really nice about sport and the fact that you know everyone's playing together um, you sort of forget about oh I, I don't really know this person you don't really think about that at all and that that's what helps create that nice community feel you know you feel like the person you're playing with you've been playing with them for like a long while a couple of years and, and I think that's what's that's what's quite nice about sport yeah because you have that shared goal of just winning the game like you're not worried about whether this person goes to your school or like you know them or whatever you're just focused on that day is like oh we need to win this game or we want to work out a certain uh what's the word Ta- uh, like uh, fixing our technique or whatever um and that's why i think like the big uh, sports being like the social fabric of um different yeah, communities yeah. to share and work towards and that's why that's when you really start pushing each other towards it yeah I think the nice, yeah. the nice thing is about like the whole idea of people going to different schools, these young children going to different schools and kind of having building those new relationships, especially those who don't maybe a little bit drawn back in their PE lessons or uh, a bit quiet at school. And then they've come to this youth organization and they're, they're actually making new friends and people that are similar to them and people that are actually getting them involved and really bringing them out and bringing them to life. Um, especially the, the introverts, the little introverts that kind of just need that little bit of a push and then they've made new friends and it's it's probably a really lovely atmosphere to kind of have um, a safe space where, like you said, like you, you come together, you you work together in order to um, to to, um, to win this game, a shared goal, this vision, and then also have like strong relationships outside of the club as well, I'm sure, because they're probably very local kids. Um, which is probably going to do a lot of good for their mental health, but also their confidence and going forward as well and like building relationships in, in um, school colleges and just with teachers and all of that and, and whatever space they yeah. need to. Well, that's really, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Uh, just sort of going off what you said about um, getting young people to sort of come out of their show. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of that at our summer, summer camp. You know, I remember on the first day, like there was, a lot of young people are all from different areas, they're all from different schools. You know, some even came all the way from Romford uh, and, and further out. And so, yeah, um, I remember... Gang, gang. <laughs> from Romford ends, that's why. Yeah, I remember, like, on the first day, a lot of these young people were like really quiet. No one's really talking to each other. Everyone's staying within their own groups with the people that they know. And then literally, by the time you got to like the third day of the of the camp, you just see like all these, all these uh, young kids playing with literally anyone um, talking to anyone and, and I think so our camp was like four weeks by the end of it like some of them were literally inseparable and it was, it was just really nice to see and, and it's sort of got their parents networking as well because you know like like let's say my son is, is sort of best, became best friends with, with someone else's son so then the parents are talking as well to sort of keep that friendship going between their sons as well so it's it was, it was quite nice to see yeah I love that because, you know, I think I'm such a, what's the word, a granny. I think even Narifa and I are grannies. Like, I, I love the idea of, like, real conversation and on, because I know it's, like, we're, we're, obviously with lockdown, um, when you have, like, social media interactions or whatnot, the, the value of actually working together to solve a problem in real life and then also meeting other people and having that conversation is honestly invaluable, um, honestly. And I think also with the case of... Um, I think it's it's interesting because I always say when I go through town hamlets now, um, when I was growing up, the kids were always outside or whatnot. And I feel like a lot, like despite the fact that um, 
I think everyone says that that kids don't play out as much anymore. Yeah, but I think with yeah, but with Tower Hamlets because we have a situation of overcrowding, which I think affects loads of people. It affected me, it affects most people I know who grew up in Tower Hamlets. Having these initiatives are now more than ever important because obviously with it's easy to because I remember when I was younger we didn't have many options it's either you stay inside and it's kind of like not the most ideal environment and then or you go outside and you constantly play and obviously you'd go outside and play but now with social media and also all the all sorts of other things it's easy to retreat into safe spaces where you don't have to have real life conversations with people you don't have to play and those really have detrimental effects on building especially a child in their formative years, their social skills and their um, just like cognitive development, if that makes sense. Um, and I think, yeah, that's why I feel like a project like yours is so important to communities like Tower Hamlets, where you have issues like that. I mean, what, what would you say, like, in terms of have you noticed that, like, you notice the kids who haven't, like, it's a kind of an escape for them to, like, be able to be free and in open spaces and whatnot um like what would have you what's your experience with that like has that do you agree like do you agree with it like what has been the case in terms of tackling that because I feel like these things draw kids out much more than in other areas like initiatives like this yeah 100% you know um I feel like that sort of the fact that overcrowdedness is, is very huge in Tower Hamlets um plays a big role in getting young people to sort of go out and seek out these opportunities you know when I was growing up growing up I sort of did live in overcrowding up until the age of like 16 and I remember like I remember like um there would be there would be days where obviously I didn't have my own room so like even just studying would be like a mission so uh, there would be days where I would spend like countless hours in youth center or, or in school just just yeah just to stay back and study so I think um that's that plays a huge uh sort of role in impacting our mental health as well so uh, the fact that we're able to provide these sort of opportunities, 100%, a lot of young people will just sort of snatch these opportunities as best as they can. Because uh, I remember, like, even myself, I was just making any excuse to get out of home. You know? Same, I was like that. Like, we really, I think when you go into, you really rely on these services, like youth centres, libraries, community projects, they mean so much to us because obviously the housing issue is a, a bigger system, like like a bigger, of it's a symptom of a bigger issue that as children, we kind of are kind of, def- like, we, have, we can't do much about it. So, yeah so I think that's why with these type of projects they mean so much to me because of growing up into Hamlets but I think they also mean a lot to you in that respect do you know what I mean mm. it's, it's just like it's a, it's a really it's a really nice escape that you're that you're sort of always looking forward to I remember I used to always look forward to sort of um, youth center sessions and stuff like that because it was an escape um, from from being at home and sort of just doing that having space yeah yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I can imagine. It's, it's quite um, sad, actually, because you kind of think about it. Young people are exposed to these things at such an early age, but having these escape routes really make a difference. And I think since um, since the changes of the COVID, like, you know, the um, government and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and youth, youth um, clubs being closed down and all these carts happening, do you feel like that's been a major force as well in terms of, like, has that affected you at all in terms of running the academy or anything like that? Um, in terms of running the academy, not necessarily. I guess it just means um, we'd have to increase our capacity now a lot more. But uh, with, with like regards to all these youth centres and stuff closing down, that will like, certainly have a huge negative impact on the community because if these young people are trying to find escape routes but they don't have escape routes, then they're going out and then that's when they start just sort of doing nothing and getting into the, the sort of wrong stuff if they have nothing else to do. And, and for me, like, that's, that's really concerning, which is why like it's, it's up down to us, like... Uh, 
it's down to a lot of our, us, our like um, community organisations, other local community organisations to sort of up the amount of projects that we do to try and keep these young people engaged because otherwise they sort of go outside and they'll go down the wrong routes. Yeah, there's very few alternatives. That sounds, I feel like as adults or in the community, in like systems of power, when they were like, oh, but kids can do other things. I'm like, really, truly, if you live in a, in a very overcrowded, if you don't live in an ideal home situation, and when you go out, there's nothing much to do, and there's no social, like, there's nothing much to bond over, kids will find very, like, like negative things to bond over. Like, it, it's, it's a perfect playground for, like, other really, bigger social issues i think we won't go into it too much but like you understand what i mean like it's gang crime and all of that has been huge it has always been huge issues in hamlets and i think a react a major factor is and it's you know in so many reports it's shown that communities that have different initiatives and projects going on there's a lower crime rate and there's more um there's less of that going on um especially yeah especially in communities like us in ours like with bengalis in the sense that there's we're usually dealing with first generation, second generation um, um, kids who perhaps don't have that kind of uh, mental and emotional and also like that support from home. Like it's kind of, there's obviously a disconnect sometimes. So we really do look towards people outside our homes as role models and as mentors and as leaders like you obviously had your brother which is great but I, for me like um the like for me it was always a case of I wanted an older sister to like have like look up to and whatnot outside of my own home and be inspired by um which is really really important I think those I think mentees and mentor um mentors in these kind of circumstance make the biggest difference um but yeah I think I think I also wanted to go into like um why uh, also like um academics as well because you're I, I'm clearly a very academic person studying engineering at UCL um I just wanted to like maybe delve into how what you've done what all the work that you've done now has contributed to like academia if it's not directly but like how's it contributed to university work and whatnot I'm sure you had like a really amazing personal statement with all the experience that you had but um yeah like just how has that imp- like what kind of relationship has have you had with the work you've did in your community to then going somewhere else like UCL and how has that been for you? I think um, like the sort of skills you pick up in running a community organisation where you're able to sort of speak to a lot of other people and, and learn about them and sort of sympathise and empathise. Um, all these skills are very transferable to whatever environment you, you go to and of course in uni it helps as well you know you, you can you can speak to a lot of other people because especially in uni is a lot more diverse compared to compared to like how Tower Hamlets is where we grew up, uni is way more diverse. So the fact that you speak to these people as well and sort of relate to them on, on certain things is, is always very helpful. And um, also like um, you sort of, uh, through like this, through me doing like all these sports, sports related community stuff, you, you, you always want to take it to somewhere new, to take it to a new environment, which is why like when you're at uni as well, you join all these societies and you try and implement like what you're doing elsewhere and try and help help out in, in these societies as well. It's interesting you say that because I was going to say, oh, did you want to be a footballer? And then that kind of, that took a back seat and you took on um, engineering instead. And that's why you've got this yeah. on the side. Um, I think we all had to become a footballer. <laughs> Everyone wants Everyone's to become got, a footballer. Yeah. <laughs> So dream. We want to be the next Marcus Rashford, man. That's how everyone's dream is when they're growing up in ends. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, this is so. This is amazing that like you've kind of uh, put this put this sports academy together instead because this is like the next best thing after after being a footballer. You've got the best of both worlds, haven't you? You've got the academia side and you've got the sports side. Brilliant. 
<laughs> what's your goals like going forward like with the academy and then also if you don't mind like professional a lot professional I think academic professional goals goals uh, did you say you were in your second year second year yeah okay yeah so like where does engineering and the sports academy like where do they coincide do, do you want to take a, like a back seat in the future and hand it over to the community or do you still want to always be leading the project I feel like these are quite big questions but like just out of curiosity yeah um to be honest like I don't ever see um like sports academy and my engineering stuff sort of coming together um the way I've seen it, it's always been separate you know say like I were to graduate I'd want to go into like um, I might go on to further education or, or go into um, straight into the engineering field to work there and uh, I think the sports thing has always just because sports has always been my passion I've always been active growing up like even now I try to stay as active as possible and I think um, yeah so that's why them to sort of stay really separate and my goal I guess with um, the sports academy is just to grow it as much as possible what I'm trying to do is sort of um, diversify into different academy so right now we have a tennis academy as well and i'm also like trying to set up multiple other academies like possible and just bring in a range of sport and make it as accessible as possible in tower hamlets because like i think we all know in tower hamlets and and even in the rest of east london we, we sort of we're, we're saturated mainly by like football clubs and we, we, haven't, we haven't really got like other sports like basketball and things like that so that's what i'm trying to bring i'm trying to bring like a range of different sports uh, into into London and, and trying to get young people to try out all these sports and then sort of find their career in, in at least one of these sports. And yeah, so that's the goal with Sports Academy, I guess, is to just diversify into so many different sports, make sport as accessible and inclusive as possible. Because um, I think across the whole of the UK, we have an issue with girls in sport. So that's, again, something we're really trying to, trying to focus on as well. And yeah, it's just sort of diversifying as much as possible and, and giving people opportunities and what we what we aim to do is sort of get our, our like our participants we try and give them qualifications so that they can assume our own organization and that way they have something that they can be proud of and, and something that they they can sort of say you know this is what i do um this is how i help out my community as well and yeah and i think uh in the future i personally i wouldn't want to take a back step because for me like doing this brings a lot of satisfaction and seeing seeing like being on the ground and seeing that like a lot of young people and families benefit from this is, is very it's very satisfying so for me I would never want to take a back step I'd always want to be sort of involved and be be right there um I was gonna say like it's nice that you're diversifying because I remember when I was in youth club they all did football and I was so bad at football I was terrible at it it wasn't until I went to girls school that I fully did netball um and other sports and it's nice that you because I feel like especially with girls it's either it's very intimidating to go into like sometimes football just isn't for them and that's the only time they have with sports when really they just haven't found I feel like that's the thing like you need to find the right sport for you and then you'll be crazy about it um yeah that's, that's yeah. the aim is to try and help people sort of discover which sport they like you know sport is not for everyone or one sport it's, just, it's not like one one certain sport fits 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 everyone so I guess we're trying to just helping um, people try and discover what sport they like it doesn't necessarily have to be something that they want to pursue a career in it's just something do um in their spare time or whatever just to sort of kick back and enjoy themselves yeah that um, sounds yeah, great so I was just saying that was a really yeah i'm glad you to- uh, touched on that nose um yeah for just bringing the communities uh bringing families together um the idea that kind of um where you know you're not led you're not you know uh parents and women you know parents and moms are not coming together and just speaking about you know just talking about issues within um within borough not like somebody not picking up the bins or whatever it's more like 
<laughs> like bigger things than that. Like, you know, I told you we're going to a sports academy together, they're having lots of fun, you know, they're talking about dreams and aspirations for their children, they're kind of inviting each other over for tea. Um, chai is obviously a big part of our our, um, our culture. Um, and that kind of stuff, it's not simply, um, you know, we're just going to go see the child as well, like see how they're playing and performing, but also kind of the bigger things in life. And I think that's very important as um, as humans, we are social beings, aren't we? And we want to kind of connect with people. And that's really important, that connection um, with different people, because there's always something that you connect on um, at some point. And it's it's really nice to have that. Like, it's it's not simply about bringing together young people, which is really important, but also bringing together communities and strengthening communities at large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, it's also about, I guess, improving those intergenerational relationships. Because, like, how often do you see an older person um, sort of uh, like communicate nicely with a younger person and things like that? Like, you don't really see that too often. So, it's about um, enabling like young people to know how to communicate with the older or with the older people as well. Which is, which is, I think, something that will be um, very, very useful in terms of um, fostering community cohesion brilliant um yeah i feel as though we've got we've spoken quite a lot um we've got covered quite a lot um if you just want to like maybe if you want to uh, wrap it up and just ask any and um, share any more um updates with the academy if there's any new projects you want to announce so that everyone can hear about it um hopefully if it's coming uh, this episode out should be within the few months so if there's any summer projects you're working on or any like connections you want to build if you just want to share that with the audience yeah, I think uh, summer is obviously our most busiest time for sport. So again, I think we'll try and um, get another summer camp going. You know, that's that's always been our most popular thing, and it's and it's um it's what we do with the summer camp as well. Is we target a lot of like disadvantaged families and try and bring out them to participate in. So for us, I think that's like our big goal for the summer is to try and get another huge successful um, summer camp, and also to I guess to try and um, create multiple ones around around London, um, so that a lot of not just one community can take part in it, but multiple communities can take part in it. And yeah, we're also obviously going to try and diversify into different sports. So I'm currently working on that right now. I can't really release too much detail about that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that um, there, there is, we're, we're taking a huge focus in terms of getting girls into sport. So hopefully um, we'll be able to make a good impact um, yeah. on that. Yeah, watch, I'll be there. Don't worry. I want to learn tennis. It's been on my bucket list. My bucket list is to learn tennis. And if it's there, I'll, you'll see me there struggling with all the 10 year olds. I'm going to second your partners. So, so watch this space, guys. We're going to, yeah, yeah. We're going to make moves. And, and he's going to make moves. So I have to make him moves. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, that has been great. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening to this episode with us. And thank you, Fahamu, for joining us and taking the time to speak with Ma um yeah i've really enjoyed it today um if you guys have any final thoughts that'll be great we'll sign off soon is there a special memory is there one memory that you can kind of leave us with um a recent memory from the sports academy that you've got um for him you can leave us with that or a thought in mind uh, and inspired something that's inspired you recently I'd have to think about this one. I don't really think too often. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being spotted. <laughs> That's fine. Big time. It's all good. I think uh, what's, what's sort of inspired me a lot is um, seeing like people who've never tried sport give it a go, and then understanding how they've they've found this new passion and just want to keep um, trying new things and sort of excelling through 
through that sport. So I've had a lot of like people approach me to try and help them into um, acquiring certain opportunities like getting qualifications, um, helping them become coaches and also um, helping them go on to other organisations where they can assume roles. So for me, that's been very inspiring, seeing that sort of motivation in others and that ambition in others. Uh, to me, uh, it always inspires me, you know, seeing other people hungry for something. It, it makes me hungry as well for what I want to achieve. Mm. You say that never give up. Yeah. It's also when you find that you when you when you tread on unforeign territory and you were trying like trying out one new thing, it's like opens up like, oh then that means I can try this thing that I was kind of skeptical about or that thing or that role or that position. So yeah, I completely yeah, it's, agree. It's really that nice was- to see how when some someone else enters a new environment or enters um trying something new, how well they adapt to it. Because like me growing up I would I would always hesitate in trying new stuff or I'd always be the one that's like sitting at the back and just like sort of free riding through it. So I so, said it's, it's like it's really nice to see a lot of, a lot of other people take this in a completely different way and just try and sort of go head first and just just go as far as they can. So, Brian, before I let you go, can I just ask what's what the reason why you kind of came out your shell? This is what you know pushed you to do to do better and bigger things in life. Was was this um, apart from your brother and him being the aspirational and inspiring figure in your life? Was sports the second? you know, second best thing yeah, in your life. Yeah, definitely. Sports was the second thing, you know. Like, I think most of my days used to be spent on just playing sport. And and, and I think um, we, we don't realise it, but we pick up a lot of things from sport that we can use elsewhere, you know, whether it's uh, learning to socialise and, and learning um, how to speak with other people. And also, like, that competitiveness is always, is always good and you can sort of apply it anywhere else. Mm, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. I think we'll leave it up for that. Thank you so much for your time, Fahimul. 